0: I'm Kelly
1: Ellers. I'm Jeffrey Lennon.
0: And this is Volume Up
1: by The Tees. If you're a stylist who's looking for competitive pay plans, flexible schedules, ongoing education, and medical benefits, we have the perfect opportunity for you. JCPenney salons have all these benefits and more. With over 600 locations across the United States, there is no excuse for this not to be the next step in your professional career. Did we mention that they have one of the highest commission rates in the industry alongside a support system like no other? For a salon that you can call home. Head to jobs.jcp.com or the link in the show notes to apply today. Some benefits applicable only for master stylists and eligible JCPenney Salon Associates.
0: All right, so you know I'm going a little like natural today, just because that's what happened. And so I thought I could parlay that into a story.
1: You are using all of the French.
0: Look at this. There, I did. I did it. Keep going. So there was an article in the Financial Review, and I thought it was interesting. It was called. Meet the three women writing the next chapter in French beauty. And, you know, all of us Americans, well, at least uh, me, <laughs> you know, we want that effort- effortless chic look, right? The je ne sais quoi. Did I say that right? You'll say it. That you right. sure did.
1: Look at you. You're really just nailing it.
0: That the rest of the world aspires to. And so we look at the French girl, how they eat, how they dress, their makeup, their skincare. And this article was really quite interesting. It noted that French people don't romanticize beauty like Americans do. It's almost like eating bread, just part of life, which...
1: Something that we also don't necessarily do here in America. Although we should. We should eat the bread. We should eat the bread. We should copy French beauty. What did you think of some of these sort of insights into the French approach to beauty?
0: I mean, some of them are not shocking to me because I feel like that's the aesthetic and what we long for, right? So Mm -hmm. um, one of the women noted that it's been this balance of opposite chic, but laid back feminine, but boyish, which I love. Mm -hmm. And they do not like glamorous or girly. And so they want to enjoy life, be happy and simply love themselves. So I thought it was quite interesting. The fact that they're taking these products, you know, these three leaders that are debunking beauty, right? Are going back to these simplistic elements, back to from a culture, what they're taught about beauty. Mm-hmm.
1: I can't stop getting targeted. So there's that. Okay. Um, Violettes, which I'm not going to purchase from. I don't know why exactly that, it, but like the aesthetic is great. The formulation seems to be top tier. I mean, it's certainly according to this article in terms of The formulations and what has gone into it. They all mention like needing a really short list of ingredients, which I think we can all get around. Like we can. What's so bad about that? Nothing. (laughs) Um, I, the Garon Storé, that whole like evolution from, you know, being like a digital native and seeing her blogging to what she's doing now is also really cool. And I'm into the packaging for all of these brands, which is that surprising? Like, no, of course not. It's great.
0: It's not. So we're taking a note from, you know, one thing I have a beef about is why is Emily in Paris always the lead clickbait? I mean, it just is. It's just going to be that, right? But (laughs) a little cliche. And I've got to believe that the French women maybe don't like that. Probably not. So there's that. (laughs) On our last episode, we talked with Dr. Gaby Longsworth. Dr. Gaby is a mom, wife, PhD scientist, certified hair practitioner, a biotech pharmaceutical patent attorney, and the owner of Absolutely Everything Curl. That's quite a lineup. Mm-hmm. After realizing the amount of misinformation and disappointing marketing tricks companies use for hair products, Gaby is deeply passionate about sharing her knowledge and research while continuing the movement of cherishing, embracing, and discovering your natural beauty, ah, huh, a tie back to the French. Mm. Absolutely, everything curly is the unbiased and science-backed go-to source for people with all types of curly and wavy hair. Founded by Gabby Longsworth. Make sure you subscribe, rate and review, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Read the Tease, and send in questions to Volume Up at teas.com.
1: This week, we're talking with Carolyn Aronson. Carolyn is a successful entrepreneur, philanthropist, and the founder and CEO of It's A Ten Haircare, one of the only female-owned professional haircare brands in the world. A self-made entrepreneur, Aronson began her career with 20-plus years as a hairstylist and salon owner and continues to hold licenses in multiple states. It's A Ten Haircare was born out of her frustration with brands that produce dozens of products with single benefits and hard-to-follow claims. She envisioned a line that was for everyone and delivered full salon quality results in just one bottle. She began with a star product, the Miracle Leave-In, and the line quickly rose to fame through pro stylists who shared the cult favorite product with their clients. You guys are not going to want to miss this one, Kelly. I'm so jealous that you got to chat with her.
0: I know. I feel like you should be jealous because she's absolutely amazing. (laughs) I mean, don't you remember the moment where it was like, it's a 10 hair care was there, the blue bottle. And you're like, yep. Mm -hmm. Yes, please. We use it in my household. Who doesn't? Even on my little boys and their curls. She's a delight.
1: Well, speaking of curls, um, let's get into that. There's a big to-do about the fake Perm, right which is blowing up everywhere, obviously on TikTok, which is why we're hearing about it. Uh, what are your thoughts on a fake perm?
0: You know, you know me, right? You know me. I love some volume, I love some curls, some bounce. And so I'm totally digging this TikTok trend right now. The clipless curling wand, a full day of curls. Yes, heatless overnight curlers, lower maintenance, okay. Crimp and curl. We're bringing back the crimp. Sure are. Not also opposed to that. And to round it off, oh, a good pin curl. Lots of historical significance there. So I'm all for the faux perm. I'm also for the new invented, the newly reimagined perm, if you will. What about you?
1: I mean, I'm equally pro changing things up, doing what you want to do with your hair. And I think that it's so cool. And I love with the fake perm, um, right. I'm making air quotes with my hands everybody uh that there are so many different ways to go about doing it all of which can respect the integrity of one's hair and then yeah as you said there's been huge strides in terms of innovation for perm technology um so we're not talking about the sort of drastic thing that we know and and maybe loved from the 80s right which is exciting innovation let's embrace it in 2023
0: You got to give it to TikTok, right? We're calling this a fake perm, but it's curls. Yeah. It's just curls that then are washed away. But we love the clickbait again with that, right?
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, talking about things that are clickbaity, let's talk about what's on thetease.com, shall we? Our editorial team has been hard at work this week, just like every single week, uncovering industry news, looking into trends and diving into brands that you don't know, but you should. Mm -hmm. And here are some of our favorite headlines. First up, We just talked about the gals. Um, The article is Sex in the City just turned 25 and we couldn't help but look back at Carrie Bradshaw's hair evolution. Mm -hmm. That's right. Shout out to Corbin for this one. (laughs) Even after 25 years, Carrie Bradshaw remains the it girl played by Sarah Jessica Parker. Carrie is notably idolized for her spunky wardrobe, love of Fendi baguette bags and her obsession with footwear, specifically her Of course, the fashion of Sex in the City is undeniably iconic, but the hair is, too. And with the second season of And Just Like That recently premiering, we thought, what better way to celebrate than to take a moment to reminisce on all of the legendary hair moments of none other than Miss Carrie Bradshaw. Head to thetees.com to see them for yourself. Kelly, we've both talked about being fans of the show, whether it's the show from the first go-round, the movies, or the current series. Is there any... Specific Carrie Bradshaw hair moment that stands out for you?
0: I mean, let's talk about the 1998 premiere, shall we? Just dive in.
1: Oh, let's let's get into it.
0: <laughs> I love the 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 length, the messy mane of curls, right? And it sort of evolved into into the sleek straight, mm-hmm. which probably was you know appropriate at the time, trend wise. Not my favorite. Mm-hmm. Then we move into the high bun, right? The chic oversized bun, which she could always. Do so well. Mm-hmm. But I think my favorite might have been when she chopped it off at the end of season four. And she had let's just call it a fake perm. Nope, those those were just curls, <laughs> maybe pin curls. But she broke up with Aiden and there went the hair. And I loved to see it. What about you? Wow.
1: I'm I'm shook. Yep. I, I feel like The sort of loose curls that she's been rocking a lot in, and just like that. Like, I think that it it works so well with her. That's definitely what I associate with character. Uh, But there have been so many, honest to God, moments where it's like, wow, yeah, fucking nailed it. Excuse me. We're an explicit podcast. We are. Like, the accessories, the extensions. I mean, when you look back, like 1999, 2000, 2001, people were not using extensions in a way that was obvious and and they were and they embraced it. And I, I just, you know, Shout out to the team for many decades worth of Green. of really incredible hair and shout out to our team for documenting it. We want to hear what you guys think. What is your favorite Carrie hair moment? Um, and maybe we talk about other ladies, too. Has there been something huh. like the Miranda? I'm glad that she's back to her signature red. Yeah. That last season signature. red. That was that was tough to see her without it.
0: I don't think Charlotte's ever changed.
1: No. I don't. Do we need her to,
0: though? No, we do not. Absolutely no. not. <laughs> anyway, our and... podcast is coming soon. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. Stay tuned.
0: <laughs> what a time to be alive during the OG SATs.
1: What a time. All right. Next up, five things to learn before 2024, according to hairstylist and icon Sam Vigia. The summer months, particularly June and July, are the perfect time to reignite your New Year's resolutions and make some progress. And it seems Sam Bia, co-founder and chief creative officer of Sam Bia and global artistic ambassador for Redken, couldn't agree more. He writes, I check in with myself around June and July to assess where I am. With six more months to go, I hold myself accountable for achieving the things that are important to me, both professionally and personally. And if one of your goals is to improve your skills this year, Mia is here to help you with some suggested learnings, according to him, there are five things that hair pros should learn before your end. Head to thetease.com to see what he says. Obviously, Kelly, we're not going to give it away. Is there one thing from Sam that resonated with you that you want to share to entice our listeners to, to head over to the tease?
0: Yeah, you know, and this is in the realm of elevating our pros, right? So we've got to continue to evolve and revamp our consultation skills, right? Let's elevate our services, elevate our retail offerings and continue to meet and exceed expectations of our clients because we all know that we can do it pros. And so for me, it's revamping the consultation skills. We can always get better.
1: I mean, beautifully said. And Sam's got so many gems. So check out thetees.com for the full list uh, and let us know how you're doing on your whole New Year's resolution. I, I don't even remember what I set out to do. So I can't, I can't be the one to, to hold myself or anybody else accountable.
0: No, I was like, wow, we're talking about 24 already.
1: I know, I know. But it's basically around the corner. Here we are. It's already July. How did this happen? I know. All right. Well, one last thing before we get into your incredible conversation with Carolyn Aronson on thetease.com, there is a new article. The article is Olaplex's new volumizing blow dry mist is here to elevate your blowouts. If a fresh bouncy blowout is what you're after, Olaplex's latest innovation is here to help. The beloved haircare brand just released its volumizing blow-dry mist. This reparative blow-dry mist not only creates lasting body and bounce, but also protects hair for softer, shinier, and visibly healthier blowouts. Not to mention, it is clinically proven to speed blow-dry time, provide humidity resistance, and protect from heat up to 450 degrees Fahrenheit. Of course, these impressive results would not be possible without a powerful blend of hero ingredients. Read more on thetease.com. Kelly, how often are you getting your hair blown out or are you blowing your hair out?
0: You know, I try to, I try to do as much air drying as possible. Sure, sure, sure. Say At least once a week, I will, you know, do the full blowout and I do use protecting mists similar to this. So I'm going to actually give this a try. You know, when we had Danielle Frank on, mm-hmm. she's the director of Olaplex's pro community and their spokesperson. When we had her on the pod, I learned so much about Olaplex and all of the different variations and versions. And so I love that they're evolving. And I love that this seems pretty simplistic. Mm-hmm. So let's get this baby on. Spray and we're going to hopefully get some more volume, which back back to the original start of the podcast.
1: Rounding it all the way back.
0: Get enough.
1: Yes. Yep. <laughs> Adds to heart immediately. As always, so much going on thetees.com. Thank you to our hardworking editors. We are proud to publish stories that salon pros and consumers care about.
0: Next up, my conversation with Carolyn Aronson, a successful, might I say uber successful entrepreneur, philanthropist, and founder and CEO of It's a 10 hair Aronson is a successful entrepreneur, philanthropist, and founder and CEO of Itzaten Hair Care, one of the only female-owned professional hair care brands in the world. A self-made entrepreneur, Aronson began her career with 20-plus years as a hairstylist and salon owner and continues to hold licenses in multiple states. Itzaten Hair Care was born out of her frustration with brands that produce dozens of products with single benefits and hard-to-follow claims. She envisioned a line that was for everyone and delivered full salon quality results in just one bottle. She began with the star product, Miracle Leave-In, which, shout out, of course, we all know. And the line quickly rose to fame through her pro hairstylist, who shared the cult favorite product with their clients. Now a successful global hair product company with a passionate celebrity and consumer following, its a 10 hair care products are sold in more than 25,000 professional independent salons and 15,000 professional chains like Ulta and Regis. Carolyn's brand has helped women and men across the globe look and feel their best while also allowing her to pursue her key priorities, making the world a better place, raising a successful family, and creating a culture that embraces diversity. With her kind and creative nature, giving back to the communities that have supported its attend hair care is also a priority. We are here, Carolyn. That is a bio for the books. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> Thank you.
2: Thank you. Wow. Very well said as well. You touched on all bases. So um,
0: that's that's great. You've been up to a little something over the last few years, right? (laughs) Yeah. Just a few things. (laughs) Having lots of fun though, I
2: must admit.
0: That's amazing. And I love all of the things that your your brand stands for, but we're going to start with you at the beginning. So did you always know that you wanted to go into professional beauty?
2: You know, um, I really kind of did. I was eight years old. And someone asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I said a hairdresser. Wow. Through my teen years, I floundered a little bit. I actually went to a vocational beauty school through my high school. Cool. And it was interesting. I think most of the girls in my class, um, my beauty school class at that point were really in it just to get out of regular high school.
0: <laughs> okay, fair.
2: <laughs> Where I was pretty serious about it. Um, but it kind of it kind of gave me a little bit of a bad taste. So I thought I would go into nursing. So my junior year and senior year, I did vocational training in nursing. So I was a nurse's aide in a nursing home for two years. Wow. And then by the time I graduated, I graduated early because I actually um, had too many credits. (laughs) So I ended up going immediately into beauty school. That just really showed me that I was on the right path initially. And it was really what I wanted to do. So I went straight into beauty school in, um, you know, halfway through my senior year, a little bit early. Wow. I started beauty school and I graduated when I was 18 years old from beauty school. And now I am
0: 56. Wonderful. So
2: 38 years later, I have lived and breathed this entire industry in every way, shape and form. Even in high school, I worked in a beauty supply store. okay I just did things that always kind of kept my hand in either the fashion world or the beauty world in some way, because that was at a very young age. I can remember being five and six, messing with my hair, you know, just really always having that creative bug, Yeah, Um, redesigning my bedroom, anything to do with making something more beautiful. I loved
0: it. Amazing. And you've made people feel more beautiful, certainly for those 38 years, with all of those different facets of the industry. So thank you for that on behalf of our industry. Um, Tell me a little bit about, okay, you graduated beauty school. What was the next path? Where did you head then?
2: So then I really was determined to um, really get on a path of knowledge because I really knew at that point, I knew little to nothing. And it's interesting. I'm definitely a left brain, right brain person. And so I needed to develop my creative side a lot more. And so I really... Um, worked hard on doing that by picking a salon at the time that was more exquisite. It was a higher-end salon that actually had seven locations and a huge training program for apprentices. They had a hair department, cutting department, and then a color department, so they separated the two. And as I worked my apprenticeship program through that, which was six days a week, including Mondays. Wow. Mondays was our training day. And then we actually apprenticed behind with an with a assistant to a hairdresser uh, for five days a week. And then I also, um, at that time, took a trip to Canada to the Vidal Sassoon School of Training for Oof. cutting. Mm-hmm. I just tried to really do anything I possibly can to really cultivate the art. Um, it didn't come natural to me. You know, there's a lot of hairdressers or makeup artists who just pick up their tools and they are like, it's a canvas for them. And they just are amazing artists and they create. I wasn't that hairdresser. I really had to work hard at it and learn the craft. And that's what I was set out to do. And once I did that, and of course, build my clientele at the same time, um, I knew I wanted to own a hair salon. So I went to college at night to get a business background. And so... Like my life today, I was doing a hundred things at once. <laughs> I think that's just how I like to tackle life. Um, but really, that's how my career started—just really honing in and trying to learn in every single aspect possible. Because probably by the age of sixteen or seventeen, I knew I wanted to be a salon owner as well. So,
0: how was that jump from you know apprenticeship working in a salon and then to owning your own salon? Did you? Enjoy that. And then how many years did you own a salon?
2: So I ended up buying into a salon at like the age 30. Okay. So I had been behind the chair for, oh my gosh, um, maybe 10 years when I finally became a salon owner. Yeah. And um, I did it for um, a couple years. And then I met my husband, sold everything and moved across the country. Um, <laughs> and um, so I wasn't that long in the salon ownership okay. um, part. But, you know, there were listen, it, it's a very, very tough business. I always say, as a salon owner, sometimes you don't always own your own business. It's one of the few industries where you are at the mercy of the people that stand behind those chairs. Fair. And so obviously, um I worked very hard to keep the camaraderie of the salon, to do special events, to add additional services. I opened up a little massage area to the salon, I remodeled it. Um, so, you know, and we always had coffee and bagels on the weekends, I mean, just little things that really kind of made it a great atmosphere. Yeah. And so after a couple of years, when I sold it, um, and moved across the country is when I married, um, somebody who was in the industry, Scott Sharg, he was VP of sales for Big Sexy Hair at the time. Okay. And, um, we had a lot in common. We both were in the beauty industry. And, Mm -hmm. um, so that kind of really started the whole journey of um, how eventually him and I started It's a 10 hair care together wow. after we were divorced, okay. <laughs> which is a long story. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, we, um, we created an amazing company together. Wow. And then 10 years after um, we had built It's a 10 together, um, I ended up buying him out. Okay. And he retired. So, um, oh. you know, I've just since 2017, I have been the sole owner of Visiten Hair Care. And, um, you know, it's just been an amazing journey since then. Being the only Latina female-owned brand in the world is um, an absolute honor. Mm -hmm. And I just absolutely love what I do. I love to create. I always say I traded my scissors in for bottles. (laughs) (laughs) Now I make people look and feel beautiful a different way.
0: Indeed. That gave me goosebumps um, as the only Latina uh, owner in the salon professional space. That is quite an achievement. So congrats on that. Thank you. Tell me about, you know, we talk about in our industry mentorship, right? And making sure that we're always elevating the industry. Tell me about any mentors that you had along the way.
2: Yeah, listen, you know, <clears throat> that's a great question because when I was... Um, in the industry, the world was quite different. Um, the, the, hair shows were just, uh, pieces of art. Yeah. You know, we had, we had Trevor Sorby, we had, um, Tony guy, we had, um, you know, um, uh, Irving Rust, we had, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I can go on and on, you know, um, our tech, we had all these incredible brands yeah. and they really were all started by these really talented men hairdressers, right? And they just became, they blew up and they became these just really inspirational brands um, that really added a creativity to our industry Mm -hmm. that I think were so inspiring. I can remember traveling around the country and going to these shows. And it was like, you know, they were just like, Huge creative parties, you know? Yeah. And so that was a big part of my inspiration. Um, Growing up within the industry, I remember sitting there and dreaming like, oh, my God, if only someday I could own a brand and and like have, you know, (laughs) have... or at least somehow be be involved in the industry, maybe not just standing behind the chair, you know? Yeah. So, and that's the beauty of our industry. There are so many aspects to this industry um, that if, you know, like many industries, if you can just find how you can add to your industry and bring something new and innovative into it, you too can live the American dream, right? Oof. So, I mean, that's the beauty of of our industry and it's a creative industry so you know we are never going to be squashed out we are never going to have an ai machine right. replace us right you know we are an industry that is totally dependent on on these mm-hmm. and this right Ugh, yes our hands and our heart are what make this industry so you know there is no technology that can ever replace that not only that the human to human contact. Yeah. That belly-to-belly relationship that happens within our industry, whether it be your salesman coming in to actually, you know, show you what's new and innovative in the industry, to um to the client that sits in your chair yeah. or to the to the educator that you're learning from. I mean, that is just, you know, any type of, of creative industry can never be squashed out
0: too human. (laughs) Yeah, it is too human. I was having that same conversation with someone the other day. It's like, can you imagine a robot coloring your hair? And the answer is no. No, I don't want to imagine that. Because it's like painting, you know, a picture, anything. Yeah,
2: there is a creative touch to every single thing we do. It's funny, because um, I actually still color hair occasionally. And it's so funny, because um, the person that I color occasionally, it's just like, oh my God, even just the way you color my hair, you like flick <laughs> the hair and you flick the brush and you're and it's like, you know, when you, when you have a certain way of doing everything. And one thing that, that is so important in, in creativity is attention to detail. Yeah, And, and that's part of creativity, right? Like adding that extra little, you know, I can remember being in the Vidal Sassoon um, School of Haircutting training, and literally them saying, "No, you're you're not holding your body exactly in this position. Mm. Your angle on this isn't exactly like that. You haven't like." Hold the hair to enough enough in order to be able to get the actual proper line at this angle with this position, with your body standing this way and the client standing that way or sitting that way. And it's like all of this little detail are what create perfection. Yeah. And there's not a robot on earth or AI, you know, <laughs> that can actually learn that that extra creativity. Because what happens is once you start creating as we hairdressers all do, we start adding our own touches to it. And that's when it really becomes art. Right. So you know what, maybe I might cut, but then at the end do a little, and you know what, that's going to make that little end of hair flip it away that maybe an average, just regular cut wouldn't. Or, yeah. um, I mean, I can go on and on about talking about how the little nuances of creativity or what make it art. Yeah. So,
0: and that can't be replaced. I agree. So, you know, moving on to the birth of It's a 10 hair care, you know, out of your frustration with brands that were producing products that had a single benefit, hard to follow claims. And you're like, I'm fed up with it. Right. Take me through the journey on when that idea came into your head and, and sort of how it materialized throughout the years.
2: You know, it's interesting because um, the very first product line I created completely failed. It was called Link. Okay. And that's what I created with my ex-husband, Scott Shark, within the industry. And um, we lost everything and got divorced. And by that time, we didn't have a lot of money. Um, and my years behind the chair taught me, you know, confusion, frustration. I used to cherry pick lines within my hair salon. I had a huge display area the whole front lobby was like all shelves and glass and mirrors and displays for products i carried 14 different lines because i would cherry pick them yeah because i knew there wasn't a line that had all good products so i would cherry pick the good products (laughs) and um and i knew they sold right because i and i knew my hairdressers would recommend them because they worked yeah so really when our first failure happened the lesson we learned is one don't try to do too much too fast yeah. because we had too many SKUs. We had QC issues, yeah. you know, um, so we, we learned a lot through that process. But we also realized that creating 10 products that did 100 things rather than 100 products that did 10 things was really, I think, the mindset we wanted to go towards. Yes. And so and when I work, I literally am very hands on with every single product. I work with chemists it doesn't go out until I know it's a 10. (laughs) And so that's really the concept behind the name, Meaning, obviously making sure it's to the highest level to my expectation, having touched thousands of heads and used thousands of products over my 38 years, that guideline that it has to be that high. So if it's not you know, to that level, we just send it back to the lab and and simple and easy to use, simple and easy to understand, color-coded products. I mean, we're a very bright, colorful brand and that's because we, one, we want to pop off the shelf, but two, we want people to understand this collection's for that. This collection does that. I mean, simple names on the front, turn it over, 10 bullet points that describe everything it does. This should not be so confusing. You know. You have about three seconds to cap- captivize a client yeah. or even a hairdresser. It's like read, open, smell. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> and then maybe they'll take it back and try it. Right. So those are really key things within the marketing aspect. But obviously, to me, what's most important is the juice in the bottle. Yeah. And so I've really worked very hard on making sure we don't release anything unless it really passes the 10 test. I love that. You know, and I think that's what's happened over this last 17 years that we've been in business now is we have become known as the product that instantly delivers. Yeah. It's never crunchy. It's never drying. It brings hair to a healthier state. And so no matter what you want to do to it, it's going to behave better. Yeah.
0: I remember when the, you know, as I mentioned before, the miracle leave-in was launched and, you know, being a child of a hairdresser, it was an instant favorite. And then I continued to use it even on my little blonde, curly haired boys. <laughs> yes. The whole family. <laughs> it's great. And we still do today. But tell me, why was that the first product, the Miracle Leave-In? Like, mm-hmm. what was that journey?
2: I think that product was really born out of the fact that I'm a firm believer in healthy hair. And when you have healthy hair, it doesn't matter what you're going to do to it that day. It's going to react better. And when hair is healthier, it has its own natural elasticity, it's bouncier, I don't care if you're going to flatten it like a pancake, it's going to be (laughs) the best pancake you've ever seen. So, so ultimately, that was the initial goal. And not only that, just me personally, I don't like really gunky, heavy products. Mm -hmm. And I like hair to be healthy. And so the initial product we launched with was a concept of You know this very thick cream that came out in an ultra light light version because i don't like it when they're really heavy people are afraid of weighing their hair down right because we all want hair that's shiny but if it looks greasy that's no good either Mm -mm. you know so so there's i always say i create hybrid products i create oxymorons i create volumizers that have conditioning I create conditioners that don't weigh hair down. I you know what I mean? I create styling products that aren't funky and dry, but yet I'm whole. Yeah. You know, these are all kind of oxymorons, right? Yeah. So I always challenge my chemist to create these products for me. Mm-hmm. And so I think the mantra behind the brand has become to be known as a conditioning or healthy hair company. Mm-hmm. But even within our styling products, I mean, I have a hairspray that has keratin in it. So it's a conditioning hairspray. That's a total oxymoron. <laughs> you know. Yes, it is. <laughs> so I do things like that because I understood my frustration behind the chair. Okay. So that's really the concept of these unique products that I think people now go to and say, oh, what's this thing coming out with next? Right. Because they want to know like, and I always address hair problems. We've been a brand from day one for all hair types. We never jumped on that ethnic background you know, that bandwagon. Yes. From day one, we were for every hair type. I happen to be Latina. Uh, There's 11 kids in my family. There is every single kind of hair under the sun. Mm -hmm. Everything from the big afros to the waves, the curls, you know, all different curl types to bone straight. I mean, you know, we're a melting pot in Puerto Rico. So, um, you know, I believe in creating products for the melting pot of, of the world, because our world is no longer purebred. It just isn't. And so, um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the mindset behind it.
0: Yeah. I love that too. And that it was for all hair types from the get-go because there was a, and we see this right with brands sort of raising their hands now, like, "Mm, and us too, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) So at your core, um, you started there, which is, which is admirable and lovely. Thank you. Um, Tell me about your product ranges right now. Um and, and kind of walk me through maybe your favorites, if you will.
2: Yeah. You know, um, it's interesting because the original collection that I um started with, which is all in the the cobalt blue, I call it indigo blue. Yeah. Cause that's how literally I'm like, it had to be a purpley bluish, like it's perfect. I'm weird like that. <laughs> with the magenta top so that's our conditioning collection Mm. and that's really about it's really for pretty much all hair types bringing it to a nice healthy state we have a keratin collection i call that collection that's with the orange and blue i call that collection for chemically treated hair any kind of chemically treated hair we have a volumizing collection we have a blonde collection to really help brighten and with a violent undertone tone, yep. any type of brassiness or dullness to the hair. We just launched a scalp collection, which I'm super excited about. Mm-hmm. And it has a scientific background, uh, as well as a ton of natural ingredients to it. So um, it has sea scalp in it, has has biomarine in it. And these are, are FDA like approved scientific with, you know, imagery supportive and everything of the uh, help it creates to a scalp. Okay. We have um, a silk collection, which I call hair that has been traumatized Mm. so the silk collection brings any hair that has been either medically traumatized maybe you've had an illness yeah maybe you're going through hormonal changes so that that's bringing that hair that maybe has maybe an aged look to it so to speak It's gone more gray Mm. to a very silky state we have a um what else do we have oh The blow-dry collection. The blow-dry collection is really all about creating that perfect blow-dry. And so obviously with the blow-dry bars and the styling that we're doing to our hair, um, those days have all kind of changed as far as, you know, hair evolved. And as it evolved, we create collections to help support it. Mm -hmm. We have a Coily collection, Mm -hmm. which is anything from, you know, just a gentle corkscrew curl all the way to a four C. So really supporting it with all the nutrients, um, that, that the hair structure that has no medulla, as coily hair does, which is the center structure of a hair, okay. they are actually missing it. So their structure is different. That's why their hair is so different. So this entire collection really addresses that. Um, let me see who else, Am I missing anyone? No, I think I've got them all. Got, <laughs> oh, and our styling collection, I created a styling collection that really has products that are every stylist, would use on their station. So it's the gel, it's the mousse, it's the shine spray, it's the serum. It's all of those products that help you create those styles. And they're never gunky, heavy, um, you know, but yet they give quite a bit of hold.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Quite a range.
2: Yes, we have over 80 SKUs now. And each category really helps support a problem, a hair problem, and has products, styling products in it as well to help create looks.
0: All right. So from one to 80 SKUs, that's impressive. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. It only took me 17 years. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but now a salon doesn't need to cherry pick. They've got it all right with your line.
2: <laughs> yeah, we have literally from head to toe. And that's what I've worked on creating within this 10 head to toe beauty problem solved. Yeah. We even have a line for men. He's a 10 which has a three-in-one shampoo, conditioner, and body wash, all-in-one. You know, men are just like, make it simple <laughs> for me. And it truly really leaves your skin feeling great and your hair feeling great. Styling products. We have a shave cream that is the bomb. I mean, it's oh. another level. Yeah. So, right. you know, um, we've really tried to really, across the board, help everybody.
0: Yeah. I love that. So we've talked about the products. Now I'm going to shift a little bit to entrepreneurship. So, um, our listeners definitely want to hear more about how you've gotten here and thanks for sharing thus far, but have you seen any challenges as a woman entrepreneur in this field? You know, that's a great question,
2: um, (laughs) because I'm one of the few. So when I sit in, in a boardroom or I sit in, in any type of major meeting business wise, I'm usually the only woman at the table Mm -hmm. and, um, that doesn't phase me. And I think that's part of why it's been okay. Yeah. Um, I happen to have grown up with three older brothers. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, I really, I always wanted the underwear with the hole in the front anyway, <laughs> 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 you know? My parents tried to put me in those frilly panties and I was like, <laughs> mm-hmm, I want those. So, um, I just, I don't feel, um, out of place yeah. in a room full of men. right? And I think that's what I would probably say to any woman who's probably in a man's world is, um, there's no reason to feel out of place. Mm-hmm. And if anything, um, You know, if you are being treated differently, handle it with grace and just show them what you know, because that's undeniable, right? Yeah. So yeah. And and ironically, I think it also probably took me um, a long time to be taken seriously. Okay. Because I am a woman in this industry. Right. But eventually, you know, all these years later, as uh, we were just mentioning very briefly, I now am being called... A leader, an icon, an inspiration within my industry. Yes, and I have to pinch myself because I'm not used to it. Ooh. But um, I guess that uh, you know I've I've definitely proven myself
0: for sure. Yeah, that's incredible. So you know you mentioned before that there was a time where things did get difficult, right? Where um, with your first line, what are some of the things you learned through those ups and downs of this entrepreneurial journey thus far?
2: Well, um, first of all, I would say that an entrepreneurial journey is pretty much always difficult., yeah. there isn't a day where I don't put out fires or manage things or address issues or make major decisions. Mm-hmm. And I just do them with more zeroes after them now. So, um, you know, the only difference is, is that we basically um, we hopefully learn from our lessons along the way, and we learn um, after. You know, now doing this for 21 years, you know, I've just gotten a lot better at it. Yeah. Uh, what I have learned is to make sure, it, like in any business, to set yourself up for success. Yeah. Financial literacy is an absolute must. You always have to really um, make sure that you're negotiating your contracts properly, you're protecting your IP, hmm. you're hiring. Um, Reputable um, support such as attorneys and accountants yeah. and people that are smarter than you in those categories. Sure, not that you shouldn't know what they're doing mm-hmm. because trust me, I can balance a, a P and L and I fully understand when I look in my QuickBooks and everything that's going on within my business at all times. Yep. Um, when I was younger, I was an independent contractor. I had to be my own little business. I filed quarterlies, I did my own taxes. Um, you know, I brought my own medical insurance. Yeah. Those steps help me be who I am today. That's a great point. I just have a bigger, a bigger, you know, bankroll behind me now. But I'm still really understanding my own taxes. I'm understanding contracts. Yeah. I'm making sure my IP is constantly protected. And when you're starting any company, I don't care what it is, these are steps you have to make sure you take and fully understand. Yeah. So if you don't understand Educate yourself, Yeah, you know, and ask questions. And as my husband says, she's the biggest sponge I've ever met in the world. <laughs> so, so get ready to be a sponge, <laughs> you know, get ready to really try to absorb and fully understand every aspect of your business. Yeah. Because if you can't do it, how do you ask someone else to do it?
0: Yeah, that's a great point. And I love that you said that you were as an independent contractor, your own business, right? There was no... That's right. There was no one supporting all of these ancillary things that you had to do over and above just being behind the chair, right? Yeah. I mean, that forfeit yeah.
2: space yeah. was my business. Okay. Yep. And so I had to market that business. I had to manage it. I had to make sure I didn't want the IRS after me. Fair. I had to make sure that that I was purchasing my goods properly and getting the best deals on them to keep my expenses down so I could be more profitable. You know, it's that's the beginning of understanding business and financial literacy. And it is absolutely crucial to being successful in life because there's no, no one should be constantly living, you know, robbing um, Peter to pay Paul. Right. There's nothing more stressful in life. And those are even things within your personal life right? Yeah. So you can start there, you know, getting a little quick in program to learn how to manage your own personal finances. Yeah. And it's really, really important because it gives you peace. And when you have peace, you can make proper decisions on how to excel, grow, expand,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and save for reinvesting,
3: mm-hmm.
2: right? I mean, those things are all really, really important. If you're a business owner, how do I build and grow strategically so I don't overspend, and then, you know, not be able to manage the process. Right. And suddenly, next thing you know, you're out of business because you didn't manage it properly.
0: Yeah, that's very, very sound advice. Because, you know, from the outside, you know, not being in the salon professional industry, if we have people listening, it's like, yes, there are so many different facets to being a hairdresser over and above those that two hours that you may spend with your hairdresser and that's why i am personally so passionate about continuing to elevate this profession in this industry because we've got micro mini macro entrepreneurs for days in our industry right
2: and and they're becoming even more so because we're going into studios yeah you know the large salon environment is shrinking and and self studios are popping up more and more yep. people are really creating their own little businesses going you know from home to home or to to set to set, you know, whatever it is you're whether you're you're an artist on sets or movies or, you know, you're going to to your clients' homes or whatever it may be, some people are doing all of it. Right. So how do you manage that little business? Right. Obviously social media and that whole world is a major part of marketing. So you now you have to learn how to be a social media expert. (laughs) So I mean there's just so many different ways in today's world how we actually cultivate and grow a business and um you know it's exciting i think i mean our industry has really changed since i initially started in it but (laughs) i love technology and i love to grow with it so yeah and you're a sponge. I'm a sponge. So <laughs> if it goes this way, I go that way. Or, you know, it's like, it is, it's, it's part of it all. You just have to really roll with the punches. And sometimes, as I just mentioned, you go where they don't go. Yeah. They go that way. I go this way. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and that's also how you, you know, if you notice my brand is colorful, mm-hmm. we're kind of a little quirky, we're word of mouth. We've never had huge marketing budgets. We've done crazy things like creating a national holiday, 10-10 day, um, which is you know now a worldwide holiday because we're in 72 countries. So wow. on the book of calendars, um, we flew a blimp over Coachella. We did a Super Bowl commercial yes. for the only professional brand, indie-owned brand within the beauty industry to have ever done a Super Bowl commercial. So you know what? Listen, we're a fun industry. Mm-hmm. Have fun. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that's how we've been able as the little train that came from behind, with $80,000, we started this company, Ooh. you know, so the little train that came from behind, we bought closeout bottles from the Kernan packaging. Wow. And we were able to take a lot of market share, mm-hmm. because of a, a, a lot of the unique things that we did, Yeah, um, we got the products in people's hands, and they loved them. Yeah. And they, they told their secrets.
0: That's amazing. So speaking of our industry, there was some news announced on National Hairdresser Day about your new professional-focused website that's offering exclusive salon pricing to our pro community. What sparked that idea?
2: I'll tell you. um, You know, I'm very, very committed to the hairdresser first, obviously, having been one for so many years. And I'm also committed to the professional sector. Um, within our industry. Yeah. And um, what has happened, especially since COVID, is the world has just completely changed. yeah, And so we need to change with it. And what we are finding is that the hairdresser is much more independent. Um, they are constantly running because they're more independent. Yeah. Um, they're not just going into a salon where all the products are set up for them and working their eight-hour day and going home. Yeah, they are. um, They're going into their own studios, they're doing their own independent work, they're running around, um, you know, from client to client or whatever it may be, they have less time to be spending on on getting the products that they need. And so we just know that e commerce, like Amazon and every other major e commerce platform, Is taking over the way we live. Yeah. And so I want to make it easier for hairdressers because we do free shipping. It's within, it's to you within a couple of days. I mean, I want hairdressers to know that they can always get the highest quality, the newest, freshest product directly from us. Um, And they, you know, obviously can get their pro discount on our website. We also are going to engage with them in a way where I'm going to be talking about, okay, this is the product I love. Well, this is how I can talk to them because we're always coughing behind a chair. You know, that's just what <laughs> we do. So um, we have to layer and play and, you know, yep. and sometimes I'll take one product from one collection, mix it with another product from another collection. And so, you know, those kind of little secrets that I want to be able to share with them as well. So yeah. that's really why, you know, we created it.
0: Yeah, I think that's great. That accessibility, and then even that accessibility to you, right? Yeah. To to having you, the face and the founder of the brand, saying, "Here's what's next. Here's why this is important. Here's why I love the industry, and here's how you can utilize products across different lines." So very smart. I love that. Yeah,
2: and as I any time I go through each collection and really describe my mindset behind it, because I mean, every little ingredient has a purpose to it in my mind. Mm -hmm. So talking about why they're antioxidants, why there's marshmallow extract, what this does in it, what that does in it. I mean, things like that, it really helps the hairdressers also to understand how they use the product.
0: And then to retail it themselves, right? Because we know that that's also important. So that consultation, the retailing piece, making sure that we're adding on to tickets because we all want more zeros, right? <laughs> at the end of ours too.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. You would think so. And you know, that is something that hairdressers need to get better at. Agree. You know, the, a lot of them have this mentality. Well, I'm not, I don't want to be a salesman. I don't want to push. Are you kidding? That's like saying, okay, I'm an artist and I, I use this brush, this blow dryer, this these three products to get this look and then sending them home with none of it. No. Mm-mm. It's like, wait, wait, wait. How would I recreate <laughs> that? they're your the best like advertising walking banner. Yes. You know, I'm the kind of person, I stop people on the street. If I see something, I'm like, who did your eyebrows? Those look fabulous. You know what I mean? Yes. So, you know, <laughs> and, and listen, that, that's how our industry works, that word of mouth. And so if you can get your clients looking and feeling their best yeah. when they go home, not only are they more up to come back to you, yep. but they're also have to send you more
0: people. For sure. Yeah, it's a it's a rolling recommendation, right? And it benefits you as the hairdresser in many ways. I've always thought that was such a mystery why, you know, that art of that consultation, like I smell the shampoo and conditioner you're using. I want to take it home, right? Yeah. What is the heat protectant you're using? I feel like I need that because I don't do it when I'm at home. So yes, I, I do believe that we could we could be better as an industry and bolder, right? Yeah. To be like, I know what I'm doing. Buy this. It, it's almost <laughs> like, you
2: know, there's this, This kind of stigma, like, oh, I don't want to, like, sometimes I think they're afraid to share their secrets with their clients, too. You know what I mean? It's like, don't do that. Give all your secrets away.
0: Do it. Yes. So we
2: all can be beautiful, you know? Yes. Stay beautiful, (laughs) even if we're not in your chair.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Um, You've also been up to something in the cosmetics world. So you have launched Be Attend Cosmetics. Tell me about how that is formed, um, and kind of the journey around that as well.
2: You know, over the years, It's a 10 has become known as a brand that I know people looked to, to create quality. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, and listen, I have used every aspect of the beauty industry, probably since I was like six. (laughs) So (laughs) I've literally been playing with makeup and skincare and hair care and tools and brushes. Since I was a child, yeah. and it's part of the entire package, right? It is. So if if your beauty look has about fifty steps to it, why should I only show them ten? Yeah, and why why should I only like concentrate on just the hair aspect of being beautiful? True. So creating Be a Ten makeup line was within the same concept: okay. simple, easy to use, multifunctional makeup that all literally fits in one little makeup bag, mm. your entire face. And it can transition from, from day to evening. So the actual applicators are super user friendly. They're um, built inside of the products themselves. Okay. You don't need YouTube tutorials. You don't need a million brushes. It's literally like you pick it up, you use it and you go, oh, holy crap, that made a huge difference. <laughs> that's how I like to make create hair care. And that's how I like to make makeup. Okay. I've also created hair tools that help do that. I've created an extension line to help do that. So, I mean, I believe in the head to toe beauty experience. Yeah, And so that's what that's what I'm working on.
0: All right. So in general, what's next for the brand?
2: You know, we have so many exciting things going. (laughs) I mean, um, my head is spinning truthfully right now because we have just launched into 72 countries over the last two years. I mean, so we are literally going worldwide and flying all over the world. I just got (laughs) back from Italy, Dubai, the UK. I'm going to Vietnam. Taiwan in July. Wow. I'm literally launching this this hair care line all over the world and we are being very heartedly embraced. Wonderful. Which is really exciting to me. Yeah. So I think that that's a big exciting thing for attend Obviously, we're always creating new products. I'm working on new SKUs, new launches. They come every year. Um, I can't really share them quite yet, but they're. <laughs> I'm so excited about them because it's new innovation and uh, within the the obviously the hair care sector. But. Uh, we also are going into travel. Mm, Okay. So every airport, every little kiosk within the airport, you know, the duty free, we're on cruise ships. I'm just super excited about really being able to bring my brand to the world, to the entire world. And I used to dream of that too. When I would travel, I'm like, I should be here. I should be there. (laughs) You know, and It's actually happening. Wow. 17 years later, we are truly, truly going worldwide and we're finding the world is embracing it.
0: So it's great. That is incredible. Imagine, imagine your six or seven year old self, right? What would you say to her as you sit now? (laughs) Um, You know, I can remember sitting and thinking a lot.
2: And dreaming a lot. Mm-hmm. So I would say to any six or seven year old, listen to your dreams. Yeah. Cause I was already my wheels were already turning at a very young
0: age. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I've got to believe that you wish maybe there were more hours in the day.
2: <laughs> Sometimes. And if there aren't, I just kind of make them. I, <laughs> I work at weird hours. You know, I tell people that work with me like, please just if you see an email pop through at 3am just ignore it like this is not (laughs) like turn your phones off like because that's when i do some of my best work (laughs) i go to bed early i get up early and there's times in my night i just take the time and catch up and think and like that's when my wheels are really going and i'll pop off some work and so um I don't know. It's just, I love what I do. So just,
0: I'm just having fun. (laughs) Yeah. It shows that you love what you do.
2: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.
0: So um, you and I were both at an event recently in Chicago uh, for Beauty Changes Lives, where you were honored with an incredible award. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Very exciting. Also there, we, it was very, it was, it was wonderful And your story as we're hearing today was was touching then. It, lots of goosebump moments in the audience for sure. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, also, at that event, we launched an industry initiative called Unite as One and the No Beauty Secrets Campaign. So, we talked about sharing our secrets, right? Um, this public service announcement campaign is really meant to do just that talk about the industry. The best kept secret is that a career in the professional beauty space is. A fruitful one. And you are certainly uh, a reflection of that in many ways. So can you tell me why you feel the industry needs this type of campaign?
2: I really think the industry needs a campaign for multiple reasons. I think one is because I think COVID probably took us a few steps back. Right. I think a lot of people left the industry during that time because we were so locked down, right. so shut down. And because we are in such close contact with other human beings, it wasn't even like something we could do from long distance. We were really shut down. Yeah. Um. But that's also the beauty of our industry too, right? That we get to touch and feel and yeah. be so close to other people, really have that, that human interaction. So um, I think what happened during that time is kind of put us a few steps back. Um, Also, the way we kind of do business changed a lot. Um, Just even to this day, it's touchless. it's, Mm -hmm. It's greens are up between people. It's, you know, there's just the way of our world changed. So I think what people need to understand is our industry, no matter what happened in this world has always prevailed. And excel. Yes. And so, even during the hardest times in our world, some of the most major wars in the world, the pandemics, things like that, we've always come out either during it or just right after it excelling and shining through even more yeah. because people crave that human interaction. People crave looking and feeling good. Yeah. During the depression, it, the beauty industry was up 3%, the Great Depression. Yeah. If we have another recession or depression, trust me, the beauty industry will not fail. On top of it, it probably will prevail. As I mentioned, as technology takes over, it will never take over our industry. So if you love people and you love to make people feel good, it's a great industry for that. And I think what people need to understand is that it's an industry that has the ability to make exorbitant amounts of money yeah. for how much you want to put into it. Mm-hmm. Even if you want to be your part-time mom, right. you can go in for three days and make more money with people will make it a week. That's the reality of what we do.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And on top of it, with the new technology, with social media, If you really know how to market and brand yourself. I mean, I watched the other day on TikTok, um, a woman who started um, the eyebrow tattooing. She's making over seven figures a year now. Wow. She's a millionaire doing eyebrow tattooing. Mm -hmm. Okay. So understand the possibilities are endless because our trade is expanding. We have more and more services to offer people. People are becoming more and more conscious of the product of the services, um, you know, the eyelash extensions, the uh, the nails. The nails are not just coming for a regular manicure anymore. The nails are out to here, they're art, yeah. they're like a whole nother level. I mean they glow, they spin, they I mean it's incredible. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible <laughs> where our, our industry has elevated to. And and there's and also there's a whole business aspect of it, right? Right. So there's there's the marketing aspect. There, there's and it's but it's a fun industry. That's yeah. the difference. And there's camaraderie within our industry. As you can see, I have a ton of passion. There's a million of us out there that have a ton of passion for this industry. Yeah. And when you get involved in that, it's very like, um, it's just very, uh, what do you What do you say when you're all just kind of feeding off of each other? It's, it's, it's contagious. Contagious. It's contagious. Mm-hmm. So when you get into that environment, you kind of become this... This family that all feeds off each other and learns from each other and gets better and better and better. And that's why our industry is always growing and changing and has newness to it. You know, it's like the fashion industry. Mm -hmm. I mean, what's better than a spring show? Not much. Right. I mean, (laughs) it is like the new right? The newness is out. Everyone's just sitting there waiting to see. On the catwalk and they are like all this ruling. It's
0: awesome. The
2: hair industry is the same way. And we're the innovators of that. Yes. We are the co-chair of the beauty industry.
0: Yes. I love that. Well stated. You know, this campaign for us, we want to shout that from the rooftop. So your grandfather, your guidance counselor, everyone understands that even outside of the industry, right? Why come into this beautiful industry that you rarely leave, right? Because of that contagious positivity.
2: You know, it's interesting because I can remember when, and I think I might've even mentioned this when I received my speech, um, uh, when I received my award, my speech, the, the one of the things I can remember hearing when I was going into beauty school for my parents' friends was, aren't you kind of like disappointed she's not going to college? And my mother like shot them down in two seconds. She said, no way. Again. She's going to be the best hairdresser she can be. <laughs> and you know what? If you have that mindset, no matter what, because listen, I can remember i had, I was four years behind the chair when my friends from college were graduating. Right. I was already making $60,000 a year back then. Okay, right. At 20, 22 years old, mm-hmm. they were getting out of college and getting a job for maybe 30,000 35,000. Right. I had a long successful. Mm-hmm. I was making amazing money at a very young age. And I took that money and I invested it back in myself. Yeah. And I kept investing and I kept investing it. I kept saving it. I drove an older car. I bought some real estate and flipped it. I found ways to turn that. My father always said, it's not what you have, it's what you do with what you have. Yeah. If you have two nickels and you rub them together, it's a lot better than going out and buying the shoes, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So having a mindset where you know how to grow your own empire mm-hmm. and reinvest and reinvest You just continue to build on. And this is a great platform to make amazing money. Or maybe you want to be a mom. Maybe you want to just do this part time. Right. It's insane money. Quick, quick. Mm -hmm. Take an eyebrow course. And next thing you know, you're making or an eyelash extension course. Right. You can make tons of money Mm part-time. So it's a great, you make your own hours. You don't check into people. You know what I mean? It's um, of course, you're only making if you're actually using your hands. Remember that. Yeah. So
0: but you know, it's just an amazing way to control your own destiny. It really is. So last thing on this topic, um, what would you say to a listener who is 18 years old and saying, I don't know what I want to do. Should I join the beauty industry? What would you say to them?
2: I would say, you know, it's an incredible industry. If If you have any interest in it, at least give it a try. Because you know, it's the kind of industry you can you don't have to put a tremendous amount of going into. Mm -hmm. And then you can really get a feel if it's for you. But understand, when I even speak at my business courses, I always say, you know, our lives and our careers are like um, us floating down a river. And you have to jump in and swim. Mm. And you know what is going to happen? The current may take you a different way sometimes or the current may suddenly you'll run into a boulder in the middle of the, of the river <laughs> and it's going to redirect you and you'll be like oh my god I thought I was going this way no I'm going to go that way but at least our industry can get you flowing mm. from there you may go into another aspect of it right you may find yourself in a, as a as a salesperson within the industry do you know how many hairdressers Started off behind the chair and we're like, "Yeah, oh, this isn't really for me, but let me go sell those products. The next thing you know, they're, they're managing entire big companies. They're, you know what I mean? There's yep. so many aspects to our industry that are all fun. The entire industry is fun no matter what aspect you're in. Yeah. So yeah, if you want to have some fun and be in a creative field where you can be you and just kind of go with the flow, the great industry.
0: I love that. Thank you so much for that. Um, Okay, now we're going to round you out with a couple of what we call the tease quick takes. And I'm very interested in your answers. So are you ready? (laughs) Yeah, I'm ready. (laughs) All right. So this is going to be a good one for you specifically. What was your first ever product that you owned beauty product or hair product? Do you remember?
2: So I was probably, one of my most memorable ones okay. was, gee, your hair smells terrific. Okay. Um, it was a conditioner that was made in probably the late 70s, or early 80s. Okay. And the reason I remember, okay, first of all, I could, we can start with no more tangles when you're like a real little kid, okay. right? That's a big Johnson and Johnson baby product. That's not, that doesn't really count. But the first time I went to the drugstore and actually bought a product where I went, oh my God, this is transforming. It was G, your hair smells, terrific conditioner. And um, it literally, like the explosive smell, like I just walked around smelling my hair every day and I was just, (laughs) wow. And it was a real good conditioner. So
0: (laughs) I figured my hair looked great. It worked. It worked. It was (laughs) life-changing. What a name, G, your hair smells. Terrific terrific. <laughs> I was like,
2: I'll try that.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. All right.
2: You have to Google it. It's a really cute packaging and everything too. Yeah.
0: I'm going to. <laughs> All right. Are you superstitious? And if so, about what? Um, I'm not superstitious because I'm, I'm a strong believer in
2: the power of choice, Okay, but I do heavily believe in karma. Okay. So I believe what you put out come back. Same. Yeah. So I don't believe that things are 100% random. Okay. And I don't believe that we can totally control mm-hmm. what happens. Um, but I do believe that there is um, strong, there's strong power in the soul.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I believe we feed off each other. Mm-hmm. And so like, I'm the kind of person someone can walk in the room and I, I'm really good at reading energy. And we put, we all put off energy, yeah. especially hairdressers. We, I literally touched strangers instantly in intimate ways for 18 years. Right. And so I've really learned to read souls and energy. And so, um, yeah, it, I wouldn't call it superstition, but I believe in, in the power of energy within the human body.
0: All right. I love that. Who would play you in a biopic of your life? Like who's playing you on the big screen?
2: Well, you know, I I probably there's a few reasons I would say J-Lo. I love it. Um, She's a fellow Puerto Rican. Mm -hmm. She's a fellow self-made city girl. Yeah. Um, I didn't exactly grow up in the city, but it's in my soul. And that hot blood is in my soul. So I think she would be (laughs) a good fit. Um, I'd like to actually partner with her. I'm writing a book right now. So I'd actually like to partner with her and eventually make a movie with her. And that's been my dream for 25 years.
0: Get out. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay.
2: So we'll see if it comes to life. <laughs> if not, I'll make it on my own.
0: <laughs> I kind of feel like you could make it come to life. Let's be real.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we'd be a really good pair. I really do. Yeah. Um, I actually have some friends that are friends with her. And mm-hmm. so I hope someday I get a moment to actually get her ear. And yeah. Once I've, my book is finished, maybe present it to her and see if we could, you know, create my life story and have her actually play it. So I think that'd be
0: cool. Ooh, all right, that would be a moment. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Two more questions. What do you consider the ultimate comfort food? Oh, chocolate. Chocolate. Okay, got it. Chocolate, chocolate,
2: <laughs> and more chocolate. Like, yeah, it's definitely my my downfall. Unfortunately, I'm definitely a chocoholic. All right. But now I'm into dark chocolate. Okay. oh so maybe that's a little better. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I just tried it. And I have as many calories. I love it. Okay, last one. Say you are on a deserted island and you can only bring three beauty products with you. What are you bringing?
2: Well, for sure, it's funny. I've been asked that before. Like, if you could only bring one of your hair care products to an, an island, it would be my my leave-in product for sure. Yeah. Okay. Because my leave-in product is has UV protection. It has conditioning abilities. It brings health back into hair. But I also sometimes spray it on my skin. I hate to tell you, I spray it on my skin. You feel like instantly how moisturizing it is. Oh. I also would bring probably a 50 sunscreen because okay. otherwise I'd fry up and I'd slather <laughs> my whole body in that too. <laughs> I'd probably even put it on my lips just to protect them <laughs> because, yeah, being on a deserted island could be really just the sun alone could be uh, damaging. Yep. And um, last but not least, gosh um, that's a tough one so i have i kind of have the body and the hair protected um, I probably a beauty product and I consider some of the, um, the like the the, the, the the vitamins that we take today i consider them beauty supplements yeah. I mean, we have hair vitamins now, right? So mm-hmm. I definitely would would take some type of really powerful supplement because I'm not sure if I'd be able to eat all the time. So <laughs> I would try to keep my body, have some nutrients in it with some of our great,
0: our supplements today. All right. I love it.
2: Listen, beauty is inside as well as out. Yeah. Right. It really is. So, um, so we we have to learn to really take care of the whole package mm-hmm. and our and our physical health is part of our beauty as well
0: i love it so this has been an incredible conversation thank you for sparing your time for us today it's been a pleasure
2: thank you thank you for having <laughs> me kelly and i look forward to being involved with this organization and with really helping people understand our industry and, and what an amazing industry it is. And, and so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I love what you're all doing.
0: Thank you. Well, you are a beacon of light in our industry and excited for all of the things that are to come. Congratulations on all of your wild success. And thank you again. Thank you so much, Kelly. I mean, Jeff, I feel honored that she could carve out a little time in her busy dang day and her conquering of the haircare world to talk with me. Mm. So there, I know you're jealous.
1: (laughs) I mean, we've established, but it couldn't be more true.
0: I mean, from her upbringing to, you know, the pivots and even the slight failure Mm -hmm. that continued to propel her forward, lots of learnings in this one. Again, thank you, Carolyn, for joining us. Be sure to hit subscribe, rate, and review and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Read the tease, and send in questions to volumeup at thetease.com.
1: Volume Up is the tease media production. This episode was produced by Monica Hickey and Madeline Hickey. Brian Daly is our editor and audio engineer. Thank you to Josh Landowski and Nathan Folks for the custom Volume Up theme song. And thank you to our creative team for putting together the graphics for this episode.